Hey, everybody. Uh, thank you again for listening to our, our, our humble podcast here of Actual Play Things. Uh, if you are headed to Galley 1, uh, the, the, I don't know, premier Doctor Who convention of the LAX Marriott, uh, please join us Friday, February 14th. That's Valentine's Day. Uh, feel the love at 6 p.m. in Program B. We will be doing a live show. That's right. You can see all of our gorgeous faces, and also my face, uh, uh, live on stage if you have a badge if not no uh but we're going to try and record it and have it actually work this time we'll find out uh but the most important part beyond our being there and you remembering that it's 6 p.m friday program b is that we will have exclusive uh live show ribbons that's right are you are you a galley one person you know what that means probably ribbons yes excellent you want them and uh we're gonna have them and i'm just gonna slip this in here I also have a separate Michael exclusive ribbon that I got. Uh, so if you're a fan of the show Hellier, uh, give me a poke. And uh, if not, <laughs> you, you don't know what the ribbon's going to mean, so leave me alone. Uh, anywho, um, yeah, you're all wonderful and we're big fans. So uh, come join us. Have fun. We don't know who's playing who. Uh, I might be playing the Eighth Doctor or Ian Chesterton. Or uh, if I thwack Ben over the head just hard enough, I will do Peter Cushing again. No, I won't. I'm going to spare everybody. Uh, yeah, so uh, you're all wonderful. We love you. Bye. Previously on the Game of Rassilon. Rayla and his TARDIS too. Rayla took her somewhere new. Rayla broke his TARDIS heart and pulled his very world apart. Walk in and you walk up the stairs uh, to the console. You see the body that this uh, this leg is attached to. I say body like they're dead. They're not. They're very alive. Weathered and worn and tired and noticeably older. But you are looking at the occupant of Rayla's TARDIS. It is Roman. Well, that took you long enough, didn't it? Who's this one? Uh, it's gesturing to Coyden. Yeah, it's Coyden. Coyden. I'm going to spend, uh, spend three story points so that he pulls out a compact laser deluxe. And he points it at Roman and he says, Roman, you're under arrest. It is July 17, 1955, and in Anaheim, California, Main Street USA of Disneyland on its opening day is swarming with Time Lord soldiers. Having recently transported Amelia Earhart into the Time Vortex to, we shall say, a known destination, Roman now finds himself going toe-to-toe with Maxil and his Time Lord soldiers. Roman. What do you do? Oh, uh, uh, I'm running. I'm running so fast. Uh, I'm running towards my TARDIS, and I am going to get in. All right. I need you to do a coordination and athletics roll, please. Uh, that is a nine. 
Okay. Um, okay, you're very, very lucky. Maxwell takes a shot at you with uh, with his staser. Um, and he hits your leg. Yes. Um, and you're actually going to lose one point of uh, coordination um, as your leg buckles as you approach your TARDIS. Ah! And you you fall you fall to uh, to one leg and kind of uh, limp into your TARDIS, slamming the door behind you. Yeah, I slam it and I lock it, and I go to the console and I just set it to fly to get us out of here. Okay. You hear the the grunting and groaning, wheezing of ancient engines as your TARDIS begins to dematerialize. Come on, come on, let me out of here. And on the outside, as as the uh, the Disneyland. Uh, ticket stand begins to dematerialize Maxwell aims with his staser and takes a shot and it hits the exterior of your TARDIS just so God knows what it hits I don't know what it would hit on a, on a 50s uh, Disneyland ticket ticket stand but your whole TARDIS kind of shutters and slams you down against the ground and I'm going to have you roll uh, 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 coordination and athletics again please now that I'm missing one uh, 13 okay um, you you hit your head pretty hard, but somehow managed to avoid causing any serious harm to yourself. As the TARDIS is kind of spinning, and you feel your symbiotic connection to your TARDIS, you feel exhaustion coming from your TARDIS. Just kind of your TARDIS is tired, not in the sense of it wants to go to sleep, not in the sense of it's out of energy. It's just fed up. It's fed up of this. And it's fed up of you. All, all your TARDIS has wanted to do is go home and chill out and hop around between Gallifrey and the capital and Arcadia. Your TARDIS did not want a life of adventure. And for the last hundred years, you have dragged your TARDIS throughout time and space on a wild goose chase, trying to find the Doctor, trying to avoid the Doctor, trying to pick people up on their, on their own adventures. I'm going to make it a merry way of it, yeah. Your TARDIS is done with and your own TARDIS rebels and you can feel as your TARDIS is about to implode on itself you can feel um, the, 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 the transcendental dimensions inside the TARDIS begin to kind of crumple what do you do? Uh, I'm going to go to the you know the uh, uh, one of the panels uh, uh, with the um the psychic connection mm-hmm. in it. Uh, and I'm going to try to... Uh, I'm going to stick one of my hands into sort of the psychic connection uh, port of the TARDIS and try and reason with it. Uh, okay. Uh, please, just just one more. Uh, stop. Don't, you know, murder me. It's a little rude. <laughs> Give me presence and convince. And I'm not giving you charming because that's a dumb thing to say. I don't have it. <laughs> Good. Yeah. 18. Okay, that's a very, very good roll. The TARDIS begins to consider your argument of don't kill me. That's rude. Um, it is. And then you feel, again, your TARDIS kind of shudder like it's like shudder, like it's hitting something. Like, it, like it's hitting something inside the time board. It's like it's... And, and as, as you, you can see on the display where you are currently, you know, kind of plugged into the psychic controls, you can see that the, the, the monitor on the on the... The thing, the spindly thing, the spin aroundy thing. Oh yeah, the spinny aroundy thing, the thing with the on monitor the that spins oh, yeah. around. Yeah, um, and you can kind of see kind of a, a, a vague like 1980s BBC Micro, uh, you know, kind of eight bit representation of the time vortex, and you can see 
your TARDIS still shaped at the moment like a Disneyland uh, ticket booth is snagged on something. It is snagged on on this this abscess, this kind of bubble, this pocket of of time uh, on the exterior of the uh, of the time vortex. And with one last howl, your TARDIS says no. And then there is a a heat and and a an explosion as the the the, the panels beneath your feet begin to kind of buckle up and rise up. There is steam and smoke and explosions. The console sparks and explodes. And you can, your own sense of dimension and time and space begins to get twisted and knotted. And then there is nothing. And then there is darkness. And then there is an orange glow of light from the emergency systems. And you can feel your TARDIS kind of convulsing and throbbing um, with pain. It's pain. It's your, your TARDIS, you know, has tried to kill you by killing itself. But the circumstances of being caught on that, that bubble on the edge of the time vortex has stopped it from finishing the job. And now it's going to die slowly and in pain stuck on this abscess and it's going to take you with it but it's going to take a while uh, Roman uh, goes over to uh, sort of the he's got like a nice leatherback chair set up with a like nightstand and a couple of books and he, uh, he sits down and opens up a book and starts to read because it seems like it's going to be a long wait it has been a long, long wait. By the two hundred fifty years later, by the time that the Doctor, Coiden, Travis, and Captain Greg Kinnear, the single greatest character we've ever had appear on this show, Sergeant Puppers. And are you right? You know, I apologize. <coughs> yeah. Sergeant Puppers is pretty I'm great. I'm gonna say you, you was a story point for having made that comment. <laughs> you know, yeah, let me just. Uh... Okay, cool. And that Roman gets a story point. Yes. <laughs> As right now, Coiden holding his compact laser deluxe points it at. Roman and says by order of the Time Lords you are under arrest Travis has that giant book he found in the library and uses it to uppercut his hand to <laughs> knock the stazer out of his hand yeah. uh, strength and co- uh, uh, strength and fighting oh, coordination and fighting strength and fighting strength and fighting uh, brave yes it's pretty brave uh, an 11 but um, I will story point that up that takes you to uh, yes, but I'll I'll spend to get to a yes. Yeah, that gets to a yes. So yeah, you yep. knock you knock his arm, and I'm actually going to take a hit of uh, coordination, uh, and he drops the compact laser deluxe. Thank you, Travis. Goodbye, Coiden. And I shoot my stazer into his gut. You have a stazer on you? I do. Oh, <laughs> damn. Same one he shot a uh, Maxwell. Updated <laughs> my sheet with that stazer this I invented the, uh, four serials ago. This like, is the uh, this is the Time Lord Deluxe, you know. Uh, you're gonna have to roll for this. You're gonna have to roll coordination of marksman. <laughs> I am, and I'm very bad at this. Oh, thank God. Nice. Um, wow. Two, because you took one away. Uh, three. Uh, buh, 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 buh. Not that good. Uh, thirteen. What? Uh, Plus your 11? 14. <laughs> <laughs> um, huh. That is going to... Uh, that is going to... My marksman is. 
One. That's going to be yes, but, so that's going to be your... The first of the three numbers for your staser. What does it say? Are you Have you got it on stun or kill? I set it to kill, so it's a six. Okay, so... Uh, and that becomes a three, mm. uh, because I have three armor. Uh, so Coiden takes right, right. Uh, takes three hits, and I'm going to call that... I'm going to take those off of strength, so his strength is now down to one, and he gets knocked onto the ground. Excellent. But still conscious. Excellent. Excellent. Um, guns don't work great. Can I kick him in the face? The, the other people... I mean... If this is now combat, I mean, yeah, you've taken your turn. Stop me, so yeah, like, so let's, let's. I'm not going to time Let's everyone jail. talk about what's happening. So we, again, we have uh, we're, we're in we're in an extended conflict now. Yeah. So we've got talkers, runners, doers, fighters. What does everyone want to do? I have uh, a, I'm going to do a doer. Okay. Uh, Coiden's going to do because I think he's going to reach for his gun again. He's mm. going to have to. He's going to go okay. pick up his gun and he's going to. He's not going to be able to shoot because that's two actions. But Trav and Greg. Well, I already took an action, so I'll defer. We're, we're going for the top of the okay. turn order again. Yeah. What do you guys want to do? Uh, I'm going to pull my gun, point it at Coyden at the ground, and just kind of hold my hand up to Roman and be like, somebody want to catch me up here? Okay. Uh, so I'm going to... Uh, what would that count as? I'm going to count that as... On this occasion, I'm going to count that as talker, okay. and because you have the... Um, uh, uh, what was that 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 particular trait that you have again that lets you go first when it's these things? Quick reflexes. Quick reflexes. You also have quick reflexes, yeah. right? Um, so I'm going to make you both roll a d6, and whoever has the highest number, you, that's who's going to go first. I know you want to talk too, right? Um, I, I I'm doing a do. Are you going to do a do? I'm doing kind of a kind of a talk do hybrid. Okay. So I think you're both kind of doing yeah. a talk. Yeah. Um, it's a doc. A doc. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to do a fight. Okay. Tell so me what, what is Travis gonna do? I'm gonna wield the book like a weapon. <laughs> but, uh, but I go with the butt. Oh, and, and, and uh, Coyden. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, so because you're Roman, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's over, Doctor! <laughs> the Black Guardian sent me to. <laughs> I've secretly been a classic Who villain this whole time! <laughs> We're supposed to. That's supposed to be the season finale, dude. No. Come on, spoiler alert. Spoiled it. Travis is the war chief. Uh, yeah, anyway. I would uh, say that uh, because <laughs> the the doctor and uh, Captain Greg Kinnear are both kind of doing a twalk, uh, and you both have quick reflexes. I'm gonna make you both roll a d6. Okay. And whoever. No, I'll, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let uh, Kinnear go first. Okay. I'm gonna give you a story point for for giving up first. Okay. Cool. I'm about to spend it. So let's see what happens. Greg, what's up? What are you going to say? Uh, I, I, I'm going to make sure this dude on the ground, mm -hmm. who I've never liked, uh, <laughs> <laughs> does not move for that gun. And I'm going to just... I only have the one gun, unfortunately, because mm -hmm. he said the other one didn't work. Um, <laughs> point at my the new man in the, in the mm -hmm. business and just say, someone want... I'm saying to them, to the doc and to Kitty, uh, someone want to catch me up here? I am going to... I'm, this is going to cost story points. I know this. But here's what I'm going to do. I'm gonna pick up, uh, uh, God, I, Coyden. Coyden. Yeah. I always want to say Croydon, and yeah. I keep yeah. And so then I want to call it Crowley. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so I pick up Coyden's gun, and I I hold it in the air, and I go to fire it, and nothing happens because I say out loud, "Hey, Coyden, do you know what happens to devices that are too close to radiate to regeneration energy?" And then I, I like crumple the gun up in my hands because it's like basically like a, like it's a, it's a broken piece of machinery at this point. <laughs> that, I love that. I am going to make that four story points okay. to do that because that's a pretty, 
That's, I mean, that's, I would, five is what the chart is saying. I'm going to say four. Yeah. And the reason why I'm doing that is because, um, I think that plays into the, what I spoke to earlier. Yeah. Of like, the doctor's not stupid enough to think that the Time Lords aren't up to something when she's yeah. heading off to this TARDIS. Yeah. And so I think that that plays into like, that when she let, uh, when she let Kinnear shoot Coiden, that was part of her plan of like neutralizing yeah. this Time Lord threat to her. Yeah. Let? I was halfway out of the room. I know. What? <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> but you weren't though because you couldn't actually leave that room yet. That was the problem. Asked um, very nicely. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, when she had that happen, that, which is why she was willing to let, let it happen because it was like, why, why she's willing to like break her like no guns yeah. rule, which is like, it's not only going to not kill him, but it's also going to neutralize any possible weapons that he has on I him. So, cool. Cool. Um, and then she's going to take it and, kind of chuck it away now and she's gonna go did you really think that i didn't see through you the whole time uh coiden's gonna talk and coiden is gonna say well you can't blame a guy for trying but uh if you're gonna not trust me you might want to reassess your relationship with uh Captain Greg Kinnear. Oh, I haven't trusted him to begin with. Well, that's great because if he had, if he didn't make it abundantly clear with his very much blowing the game when he first, when we first arrived, you were not the first people we sent to Rayla's TARDIS. I wouldn't trust him as far as I could throw Papua New Guinea. Why would you throw a whole country? Turn a phrase, you simpleton. Uh. Oh, insulting the doctors of very bad. <laughs> can I just shoot him, like, or would that require oh, you another can still round? Shoot. Yeah, you're good. This is fighting. The fighting's the oh, last. Oh no, please shoot. Oh no, that would be because reco- you've already done your thing. If I already talked, would it even be an option, or would I have to wait another we round? Have to wait till the next. next even cycle. when he just said that. Even when he just said that. Even uh, my fingers right on the trigger. Travis is about to whack him upside the head okay. with a book, though. If that makes you feel yeah. any better. Can I just add in a Travis? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, yeah, I'm wielding the book like I'm gonna smash him over it, and I'm like, you know, and I lower the book. I don't want to damage the book, and I punch him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, season two, Travis. <laughs> all right, um, you are. God, I have to look. I know that there's separate rules for for doing punches for like unarmed combat. Uh, uh, turn to page four hundred and seventy-three for punch rules. No, uh, <laughs> it's just it's just instructions on how to make fruit punch. This is <laughs> it's not as helpful, but it is. It's in keeping with the Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah, it is aesthetic. Oh, uh, let's see. I really want to shoot him. Well, once we look up how punching works, then maybe you can shoot him. I feel like there should be, it should go talkers, shooters, runners, shooters, <laughs> fighters. No, that's not Doctor it's Who. not Doctor Who. Because it's not really fighting, it's shooting. <laughs> that's the most fighting. That's long distance fighting. It's ranged exactly. fighting. <laughs> it's an attack. You should be mid-talk like, hey, I was just... <laughs> Ow. Which is the sound of a bullet arrow, I guess? I don't really know what that sound was. It's, yeah. It's... <laughs> a bullet arrow? A bullet, a barrow. Okay. What is your uh, of course, What is your strength rating? Three. Cool. My fighting is not. Uh, I'm so glad I added a staser to my sheet officially because I still have a marksman of one. So I I just gonna. I was wondering how it's so low. Uh, question actually, I clarify as long as we're waiting. You said it takes you down to a blah because you fired it. There's a certain amount of. So if you get if you get a straight up success, which is a good, which if you roll uh, four to eight. Uh, over mm-hmm. the goal, that's a success. Yeah. So if you be roll zero to three over the goal, which is a tie or up to three higher, that is a yes but. In combat terms, if you get a yes but, you only do half damage. 
Oh, okay. I thought you were saying it like took away, like it was almost like a counter that took away the power or the number of uses he had of it or something like that. Oh, no, like no. That. It just, it just okay. halves the damage. And with, with lethal weapons, it tends to, instead of killing, it does um, some damage. Instead. Okay. Your your uh, pistol has where it says the, the L number. The four, the yeah. Yeah, so the four is if you were to get a yes but success on that roll, that's the amount of damage it would do. Got it. Got L it, would it. be like one hit kill. And then no it problem. was six for me, but because he has guard armor, it's uh, which is three, so it was only yeah. a three that got through. Got it. Yeah. Okay. I, for some reason, I thought it was ammo. They're unlimited ammo. All these things. They're energy weapons. Right? Laser beams. Figured. No. Unless yes. like something drains a in story. So you gonna punch him? Oh yeah. Okay. So you are going to roll uh, strength and fighting, please. Brave. Mm, I don't necessarily think it's brave. That's fine. In this uh, situation. Sure. Okay. Uh, eleven. Eleven is gonna be yes, but so you're only gonna do one. Um, and but he has honestly more than Travis may have ever done. So yeah, yeah. Um, and he's wearing armor, so that doesn't actually he doesn't actually take any. Oh, I hit him in the face. I very clearly oh, said I'm going to punch know, him in the face. You know, that's fair. I'll let yeah. you take that one, and I'm going to take that to his coordination. So he's lost another point of coordination. Uh, no, you know what? I'll take it off awareness. And then Travis goes, "Ow, that hurts a lot more than like it looks like in movies." Oh yeah, skulls are made of bone. Very <laughs> unfortunate. In fact, if the matter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, well, Roman, first yeah. of all, I'm, I'm sorry it's taken us so long to get to you. Yeah. Um, I also don't know if the Time Lords understand that this is not Rayla's TARDIS. Um, uh, it kind of is, actually. Oh. Uh, I'm pretty sure they got confused about me and thought this was a mythical TARDIS. I may, I, I might, I might, maybe, have made a huge temporal boo-boo. All right. Um, Which tends to happen with us. Yeah, a little honest. bit. Yeah, yeah. Like, maybe too much? A yeah. lot. A um, lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Um, so, the question I have for you right now yeah. is do you have any restraints or handcuffs or anything we can take care of this with? Oh, this Coyden fellow? Um, sure. I mean, we could chuck him out the front door. That's your thing. It's not my thing. Either. All right. Um, let me look around. Uh, and I'm going to open up... Well, we'd established in the previous Roman episode that he's got stuff hidden in roundels. So I'm just yes. going to, like, pop one of the other roundel <laughs> cabinets open. And I uh, think you go to pop the cabinet open like you ordinarily have done. And instead of, like, swinging open, like, gently... It just shatters. Thing, it just shatters. <laughs> like, like, safety glass. And it just, it just shatters down. You've got bits of broken glass on the shelf. And, yeah. All right. That works, too. Um, And I'm going to just sort of root around in the restraint cabinet. And, for, uh, and while you're looking for that, I think this would be a good time for you to tell us what you're actually doing here. And I point the book at you as if I, <laughs> as if I were pointing like a spear at you. I want to stress, who who are we talking? Are we talking to Greg? The person I looked directly at. Okay. That's who I'm talking to. Okay. Yeah. I just want, I want People at home don't know for that. The listeners Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's yeah. a fair point. Yeah, okay. I look at, I look at Greg. Yeah, okay. I turn Let's... to Travis. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are you doing here? Yeah. I just want okay. to make, no, you were talking to the listener. We want to okay. know what you're doing here. Okay. But yeah. Ooh, meta. I'm clarify that. Yeah. I was like, I thought it was, yeah, okay. No, no, you know, that's good. Yeah. Okay. So I think that while you're doing, while you're looking for something, mm-hmm. I'm gonna look at Greg and I'm going to say, I think while he's looking for that, I think this is a good time for you to tell us what you're actually doing here. Wait, what do you think I'm doing here? Listen, I respect that you're apparently a time agent, but you know the names of pretty prominent time lords, and that is not a thing that typically gets brought up 
in training at human time agencies. Look, do you so, think you're the first person that Kaylin tried to send to come here? You knew who Coyden was. Do you think that you were the first person that Kaylin no, tried I to send here? No, I don't, but I don't think that Coyden was here before, so I want to know why you knew who Kaylin was. Uh, Kaylin's always got his little boy toys around him. It's kind of his vibe. Yeah, he has... He has. A, he likes an entourage, honestly. Yeah, he has, he has a, 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 what I'm going to refer to as a harem of contacts. Uh, that's, uh, I just love that two people were just trying to kill each other. <laughs> one laying on the ground is like, yeah, no, he's right. Yeah, my <laughs> boss. I'm one of them. <laughs> he's totes right. Boy toy, right here. <laughs> he not, I'm going to say this now. He does not like redheads. I don't think I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to get to. <laughs> Coyden's getting a demotion when he gets Boy, we're skirting the line on that explicit tag right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. Yeah. Um, uh, Coyden yeah, just says, yeah, I mean, who do you think handed in the dossier for this mission in the first place? Look, I don't like these guys any more than you do. I came That's here for my. I don't like you. It's, That's not the it's question. That Can I, I shoot you? him? No. <laughs> Shooting anybody? Um. No. The whole room. Let's just get it out of the way. The murdering is off the table, and we're going to stop bringing it up as a suggestion because it's not going to happen. The whole room <sighs> shakes and vibrates as if the TARDIS disagrees with you. Yeah, uh, he'll take you in a second. All right. <laughs> oh. I was very nice to you, and I feel really upset about it right now because I'm like TARDIS as I'm. Predisposed to liking Tardis. Oh, she's the worst. Maybe, all right. Well, maybe that might oh. be part of the problem. Yeah. Like maybe, maybe if you had like communicated with her in a nice way, you wouldn't be fighting as much. As you yeah. Are. Maybe if I hadn't been exiled from Gallifrey. Oh, don't talk to me. diplomatic if... Tardis that didn't like me. You got to pick yours. She got to pick you. Mine picked me. Yeah. All right. I got shoved in this cabinet full of nightmares that hates travel and wanted to eat the Tardis equivalent of chips. <laughs> American chips, the boring ones. <laughs> should you should you be insulting the sentient ship that we're currently She's inside dead, I don't of? Care. Okay, the room shakes again. All right, she might not be as dead as I thought. <laughs> and also, also, you, Greg Kinnear, are you like a dirty cop? What 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 is this whole thing? Look, when you guys got here, I told you I was here for my own reasons. My reasons actually don't matter, but I have helped you. I have come along with you. I am still here with you right now. That's all that matters. I don't, I don't think it does. Listen, you're, you're yeah. Can I please bangy bangy him? No. First of all, you said no more shooting. That's not going to our explicit tag. Um, no, listen. I want to know what's happening. Everyone, Roman, I'm sorry it took so long for us to find you. I apologize for it that. Happens. Yeah, I know, but shouldn't. And, um, so. We'll get you out of here. We we need we need him. We yeah, need thanks. Him. I wasn't planning on killing him. So good because we need him. Yeah, I'm not. I don't need you. you. Well, we we kind of needed you, and and you you whiffed that, didn't you, Bucko? So we are gonna... Bucko, the famous dog. <laughs> I pull the trigger. <laughs> <laughs> are you actually doing that? Roll, uh, roll I, coordination of marksman. Yeah, that's I, that's gonna be like a doctor reacting moment too. Yeah, right I'm gonna now. give you the opportunity to kind of, I, kind I, of yeah. see that. I was yeah. threatening him with the book. Okay, uh, we'll <laughs> yeah. let the doctor go first. Yeah, of course. So I'm gonna do a do. I'm gonna do a do, which is to kind of like, like, uh, are you wait, are you using the book to try to disarm him? Yeah. Okay. I you know, what if, what if you use the book to try to like block the beam? <gasps> I don't think Travis would ever put a book in okay, that much harm. Right. <laughs> Arms way. Um, uh, <laughs> I, I'm just gonna like do a shove. Like I'm not gonna like I'm okay. gonna, like almost like not quite jumping in front of the gun, but kind of like just like trying to like push the gun 
Just so it it shoots the wall instead of shooting. To be fair, I never said I was actually killing. We're still gonna strengthen. You're still firing a gun. That depends. Oh no, I'm definitely doing that. Yeah, we're not getting a semantics (laughs) argument. Like you're firing a gun. (laughs) Ah, So, but I mean, just just to be clear, I wasn't like pointing it at your head. I'm. You know, standing yeah, over the body. Standing over I know. I'm just like, being clear yeah, like, so everyone's aware. Oh, no, that's that's weird. All. Like, like to specify, I'm always shooting part of their body. Like, no, I'm, I'm not trying to stop me. I'm just being clear that I'm okay. not like trying to kill him. Yeah. But yes, um, Doctor, you are going to roll uh, strength and athletics. Okay. Uh, and you're going to be com- contesting uh, Greg Kinnear's uh, coordination of marksman. That's great. I got fifteen. Fifteen. Seventeen. Shoot. So that is a yes, but you do shoot. You are going to uh, miss your targeted appendage. What were you aiming for? I well, I mean, it's, not, it's my bad for not being clear. I was actually <laughs> going to try to scare him, but let's just say the uh, the shoulder. Okay, so you were going to hit the shoulder. You miss. You're going to hit hit him in the forearm. I'm fine with that. And uh, how much damage does your gun usually do? That's the first number. Yeah, four. Four. I'm gonna. Uh, well, that's one because of uh, his armor. So he's only going to take one harm, and I'm going to take that off of his uh, coordination. Can I say something while doing it? Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't work for you, and I've never worked for you. I still want to do a do. What do you want to do? When I see the doctor uh, go to shove him, mm-hmm. I basically want to use that moment to try to rip his vortex uh, manipulator off of his arm. Oh, don't hate. All right, so give me... Uh, give me coordination, and we'll just straight up call that um, we'll call that athletics. Oh, and my coordination is down from my and previous you are, hit. You're going to be rolling against the 17 that mm-hmm. you rolled for the the shoot. And this is why I, I don't. Hate cats. I don't. I, uh, okay, so I can't beat that numerically. Okay. Because I'm going into this with a three. Okay. Um, uh, but I'm gonna roll anyway. Yeah, do to see how many get, story points. Yeah, twelve. I got an 11 on the dice. Oh, 11? <laughs> <laughs> so 12, 13, 14. 14. Um, but I will spend so story points. So that's a points. no but right now. How many story points to get that to, uh, uh, to a want, yeah? If you want a yes, that's going to be two story points. I will spend two story points. All right. So got a, Travis has the vortex manipulator. Yeah. Write nice. that down <laughs> on your inventory because that's yours now. That rules. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Well, there goes time. Well, maybe not. We'll see what happens. Travis, side quest. No. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, Coyden kind of clutches the, the laser wound in his arm, and he says, uh, he says, none of you should be trusting anyone else in this room. Go tell them, Roman. Tell them about the cortex. <laughs> oh, you stupid boy. I made up the cortex to trick your boss. I, I don't think that's true. Well, I did, though. It doesn't exist. A the magic re- device? A reaper's brain that can undo any time mistake? A great big edit button for history? You're the biggest numpty I've ever met, mate. Never happened. I'm what you're here to get. Coden is just kind of, he's in kind of stunned silence. Oopsie doopsie. <laughs> he looks up at Greg Kinnear and says, could you, could you shoot him, please? Really no no one is try, shooting mate. anyone. Why would you tell him to do it if you don't trust it? This whole thing is a mess. Here, Travis, let me see that Cortex Manipulator. I chuck it to you. Okay. Vortex Manipulator. Cortex <laughs> Manipulator? Yeah, That'd be so <laughs> Yeah, a lot, I'll of, take that. a lot of Texas has been happening in this, in this <laughs> 
Uh, I'm going to walk over to the TARDIS control panel, mm -hmm. and I'm going to flip open the controls to the TARDIS. I know that it's, like, not quite functioning, mm. but I'm going to, like, push it forward in time, and I'm going to take the vortex meter and push it backwards in time, and what I'm trying to do is essentially kill this TARDIS done. Like, I'm trying to, like, like instead of it slowly letting itself die on this this thing it's stuck to, I'm just trying to, like, do, like, a like a like basically, like, a shot to its head, like, trying to, like... End its, end its slow, painful death. Matter, antimatter, kind of? Yeah. Mm, okay. Basically doing a time vortex going one way and one going the other way and just trying to, like, basically, like, stop it at the same time. Just kind of pull yeah. it apart, almost? Yeah. Like, like, breaking a wishbone? Yep. Uh, do you have anything you want to say or do before you pull the trigger on that? Um, yeah. Uh, I am, I am going to say, I trust one thing and one thing only in this room. And I look at Travis and I go, it's time to book it. And then I throw the <laughs> thing apart. <laughs> And then I clasp, I go, and then I, I like clasp my TARDIS key to summon my TARDIS back to us. Okay, I'm gonna make you do a roll for the, the yeah. TARDIS. Actually, no. Um, you, you clasp at the key, mm -hmm. and nothing happens. Yeah. You are too close to the eye of the storm okay. to summon your TARDIS. Unfortunately, okay. that won't work. And I've only been staying in here to avoid the macrobes, so, uh, we're gonna have to get to another method of transit. How, uh, how did you all get here? Did Gordon time ring you or something? We resolve what happened with the TARDIS console first. Good point. Um, the, the console kind of sparks and there's kind of a rush of lights and then everything kind of dies down and you immediately start to feel like whatever systems the TARDIS has as, that kind of function in the same way that the, you know, the Enterprise has inertial dampeners, that immediately goes and you start to feel as they're going, the kind of, this kind of rumbling that starts, you start to feel it under your feet because now the the TARDIS is entirely unprotected from the effects of the time vortex. Okay. Um, and as you hear this kind of um, the sound of breaking glass, as you look over to where the TARDIS door is, um, and you can see uh, what is what is a wooden door with like a like again like safety glass on it for the the, the staff entrance to the ticket booth that is pulled away, and there were wood splinters as, as the in very similar to when you were in the cloister room with the Eye of Harmony as the console room is now being sucked out into the time vortex, okay. uh, slowly breaking away as it kind of cre as that, that damage and that pull creeps towards the central console. Um, and uh, Coyden uh, just kind of looks at you all and says, you idiots, we, we need to go now. I go, first things first, and I want to do a strength test with, uh, with uh, Greg. Yeah. I want to chuck his book bag and the thing that he took the wait, eggs wait. out of. I, I have a question. Sure. The... Uh, you said it's not being, uh, nothing's being affected by the vortex anymore. Is that what you said? The it's not being uh, protected. By nothing's it. protected by the vortex anymore. So the whole From ship the is kind of yeah. So the whole ship is kind of the TARDIS is kind of like shaking ever so slightly, um, and that's going to ramp up as that protection degrades more and more. The abscess is about to pop. Basically, it's about to burst. Uh, okay. Pause. Question: Does that mean? What is making it so that the vortex manipulator wasn't working? Um, you're kind of at the eye of the storm of the TARDIS trying to kill itself. So there's. Um, but now that uh, that's how is that resolved or well, happening that's still, now? Well, that's still the the, the TARDIS is still uh, there's. I would say there's like a, a high concentration of like radiation and arch. And that's still happening. Area. Yeah. So okay. the further away you get from this room, uh, the the more likely you will be able to actually make an escape. Okay. So um, however you guys want to want to want to play that is entirely up to you. May I? Yeah. Uh, uh. The reason why I cut you both off with the conversation mm -hmm. thing was I I was trying to like resolve that like what was happening was happening so fast that we yeah. wouldn't be able yeah. to stop and have a conversation in the middle of it. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, but I also want to like while we're leaving the room, I'm going to try to chuck his. 
backpack into the because I saw him steal pieces of a TARDIS, and so like now I'm trying to like get those because I, I feel like that's right. his actual secret reason for being. Well, I am also that's why I was asking because yeah. I had a plan, but uh, yeah. I don't think that works. So I take the dead egg mm-hmm. and I just kind of chuck it to the doctor and run. Okay. <laughs> um, in that case, give me uh, coordination, and I'm gonna call it uh, athletics to throw. Okay. And then, Doctor, you have this thing flying at you suddenly. Uh, I'm going to have you do awareness and athletics to catch. Okay. That's going to be a uh, 17. Okay. Yeah, 16. Okay. Um, you were able to throw it. Um, you Perfect throw. Arcs in the air. Uh, doctor, you were able to catch it. Um, and you catch it. And I would say that you're aware that Greg was using this as a diversionary yeah. tactic. So, without, you, yeah, without missing a beat, you see him... Booking yeah, it. and I look at, at Roman because I know he's a staser, and I like I point to the bag. Mm, all right. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll point my staser at the bag mm-hmm. in an attempt to destroy it. All right, give me coordination of marksman. Oh, so bad at both. Is do I still have the one coordination missing because of the staser bolt in my leg from two hundred and fifty years ago? No, I'm gonna say that's <laughs> probably not it. Finally, good. just healed. Just checking it. You know, uh, it's a, it's a. <laughs> Big wounds. Oh, no. Oh, that's a six. Uh, hold on. Uh, ten. Ten. Does, ten. Ten does not do it. The, the, the staser bolt whiffs past, the staser bolt whiffs past Greg Kinnear as he, uh, vacates out the, tar- out the door through whence you all came. Um, but looking through the doorway, you can see it doesn't actually lead back into the architectural reconfiguration room. It is a different room. Uh, and uh, I will tell you what is in that room in just a moment. Mm-hmm. But Greg disappears from sight. Okay. It's okay, Doctor. He has no way of getting off the ship. Yeah, currently. I, don't don't count him out. Look, he was obviously here to steal Time Lord Tech. We have to stop him. We also have to get out of here safe. Uh, well, then I guess we're back to Plan A, Doctor. Run. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, the 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 whole of the vortex has now pulled away everything up to just shy of the console. What do you guys want to do? Um, I guess we could try Travis's idea of like putting both of our keys together and kind of like, like use that to summon our target and maybe like with the compass. Yep, that's exactly what I was gonna say. Okay, you hear? We know what direction it's in. Yeah. You hear kind of a vague, quiet, distant uh, stuttering of your TARDIS engines, mm-hmm. but it still is. It's too weak to reach this part of the TARDIS. Okay. We need to get further away from the console room. This place is flooded with Artron energy. Is it is it possible to bring the TARDIS to the outside? Of this ship, and we jump. Oh, you we don't know what the beauty. Yeah. I don't hate it. There's a door right there. Yeah. What, what are we going to do about Kinnear? Uh, I feel like Kinnear might have taken care of Kinnear for us. Tardis full of macrobes. I don't have another vortex manipulator lying around. Doesn't mean he doesn't. Oh, that's true. I didn't get to shoot his back. Well. I don't know. Needs must when the doctor drives. You figure it out. Um, Travis and Travis and, and Roman, you you go to the door. You try to get the TARDIS here, and I, I toss my key to you. I've um, got my own. Yeah, but my TARDIS. Oh right, I've got my own. All right. Well, we should talk about that later. Uh, and I go, I go running after Kinnear in the room he went after. One second. Huh? What's happening with Quinton? He's just laying there. Uh, he's on the ground. Like he, yeah, that's like watching player. everything. Yeah, like his whole situation is. <laughs> his whole situation is. Uh, Coyden kind of looks at you and says, wait, you're going to try to summon your own TARDIS outside of the time vortex, just outside? Are you actually insane? 
Most of the yes. time. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Have you, I, I thought you'd heard of me, and then I go running out of the room <laughs> after 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 Kinnear. And I say to uh, Gordon, you jumped onto her TARDIS as it was materializing. I don't think you get to judge us. That was a different man. Then. <laughs> <laughs> you get a story point. I there guess I do. I'm pretty. I'm, I'm pretty proud of my. I thought you heard of me, and then yeah. I got yeah. running yeah. the room. I'm yeah. giving you a story point for that as yeah. well. That's pretty great. Um, we're, so we'll come back to you guys, uh, to Roman and Trav summoning the TARDIS. Is this is this TARDIS? Uh, and we'll we'll uh, let's go to Greg. Yeah, Greg, you have entered into a room um, that just kind of seems to be this kind of uh, featureless black space. You can make out kind of the the uh, impression of walls. Um, I mean, the the room seems to be kind of tapering off towards. Uh, a a single door at the end. It's kind of the, the the walls kind of bend in, kind of trapezoidal towards this one door, and you can't really again you can't really make out any distinct shapes or features. Just kind of the way that the light from the door at the end occasionally kind of catches the wall uh, gives you the implication of wall. Um, and uh, uh, and as you are already uh, like a third of the way into this room, uh, you hear the echo of the footsteps as the doctor enters the room uh, behind you. Um, and I need you to roll um, presence and... Uh, call, well, actually, let's call it presence and uh, resolve. Both of those attributes together, please. Okay. Uh, hmm. Okay. Um, that's not a bad number. No, it's just the way you said it. Okay. 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 <laughs> Um, uh, what is Greg Kinnear afraid of and as again that's another sentence I never thought I'd have to say outside of a courtroom but uh, Gary Sinise appears (laughs) Sabrina too Um, Jack Nicholson without him you know like what is his fear like what is what what, uh, what, what scares him like either from his past or his history like what being forgotten being forgotten Oh, wow. Oh, that's good. That's really good. It's very difficult to kind of represent. Um, you see... There's a Would you prefer something physical? No, no, this okay. is great. You Clowns. see no. in front in, uh, in front of Greg Kinnear, um, not suddenly, but like you realize you've knocked someone's shoulder as you're running past, and then you turn and you see an old colleague from the Time Agency, um, your partner, um, who I'm going to call... Jack Harkness. Do you want? No. <laughs> Do you have a name? Mm-hmm. Go on. Mary. Mary? Mm-hmm. You see Mary. Uh, Do you want her full name? Yeah, why not? Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio. <laughs> <laughs> you see Mary, uh, and she, and you realize you've knocked shoulders, and as you as you turn to see, you you see her from the back. But you recognize her. You recognize her very clearly. Uh, what does she look like? Uh, <laughs> very curly, brunette. <laughs> uh, tall. Uh, stoic, strong. Okay. Um, and she's just kind of, you can, you can see her, like, like there is light shining just on her. Not like a spotlight, but like, there is an illumination that is only being caught by her. Not, there's no spotlight on the floor, there's no light on the walls. It's like she is lit. Mm-hmm. Um, fam. And. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I felt that coming and I was uh, scared. She is. <laughs> she, she is, she is illuminated and visible. Like, like seeing, seeing someone in a dark room in a dream. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's not facing you. But you recognize her. You you see her and you know her. What do you do? Because of my time in here, how how 
between the rolling and all of that, aware am I that this is not real? I don't think that there's a, that, that this is a phenomenon that uh, that Captain Greg Kinnear has encountered previously. So I'm 100% buying into it. You, you, you. There's nothing immediately to indicate that uh, that this may not be who it is. Okay. Uh, I just say, I, I turn to her and I say, Mary, I'm sorry. What? They shouldn't have sent you. I'm so sorry. And she turns and looks at you, and there's a there's a, a kind of a flicker of almost recognition on her face, and then just kind of confusion. And she says, "Sorry, do, do I know you?" And then almost as suddenly, the doctor just kind of runs through Mary, and then there's this mist that explodes as as the doctor runs through. And suddenly the doctor is barreling towards you. Doctor, what are you doing? Um, I am aiming, I'm trying to run and like with momentum I have, like sling my arm through that bag and pull it off his shoulder. Oh, I love it. Okay, give me, give me coordination and I'm going to call that athletics again. Um, I'm going to have, uh, Greg contest that, uh, with awareness and athletics, but I'm going to give you a negative four because you were distracted by. Do uh, I get pluses because of the senses? Because I get the plus two normally. Uh, we'll make it a negative two then. Total. Okay, so so don't add two, just subtract. Just two subtract. From the two. So you yeah. said uh, awareness and athletics. Awareness and athletics. Yeah. Uh, okay, so. Oh no! Sorry, I just looked over at Riley's yeah. face. <gasps> Twelve. Oh wow! Uh, <laughs> so wait, mine was coordination and athletics. Yeah. Okay, so we just matched it as well, and yeah. I'm going to uh, I'm going to spend a story point to as am I make it, <laughs> to make it. Wait, that I've never yeah. used a story point. I I, I, I always forget. Okay, okay fine. So I, won't, I, won't, like, I won't. I won't. I won't. I'm, a... I'm trying to figure. I'm trying to figure out what happens when you spend story points because the whole idea is like you then make your your role yeah. a success. So you make so, your role. Yeah, oh, then we're just gonna read them. Well, you said it first, so you should do it first. So I don't. I don't. So just take that out. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I'm gonna say the doctor snags, snags the bag and, and, and runs past you, and it takes you a second to realize exactly what's just And happened. I scream, no! <laughs> uh, doctor, you're shocked by that. Okay. Um, not like stunned into like full on, I would, I would say that, that it's enough to make you turn and look back. Mm -hmm. Oh, so I don't use the story point for that, since it didn't actually. Um, I'm not gonna have you use okay, the story point cool. for that. Um, but when you turn and look back, um, you don't see Greg Kinnear. You see someone else. Okay. You see Adric. Oh no. Uh, and, and Adric just, he just looks at you with this look of kind of, uh, abandonment and like just kind of this crestfallen heartbreak. And he just, he just says, why did you abandon me, doctor? For the people at home, there's like a, like 12, 13 year old boy in like a yellow shirt with yes. a terrible bowl cut, yeah. just tears with, in with his eyes. With a math on his shirt. Yes. Well, not anymore. Actually. No, he, right. uh, he lost that at the end there. That's we'll true. say it's still there because that's probably Ooh. the doctor's mental image of yeah. of who Adric is. And we're going to put a pin in this moment because we're going to come back to Roman and Travis as they attempt to uh, summon the TARDIS. Roman and Trav, what are you guys doing? And also, um, uh, Coyden is there. And Coyden's just pessimistically like he's just kind of sitting up now, and he's like, "You guys are wasting your time. This is." This is never going to work. Look, if you're not going to say anything useful, take a hop out into the vortex for us, eh? We're running out of bloody air and water, thank you. I like that you just made him into, like... <laughs> John Hurt. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the whole, I was thinking of, um... Uh, God, why am I blanking on his name? Uh, Brian shoot. Cox. No, uh... No, the actor who played... The actor who... 
who played Eddie Valiant in Roger Rabbit. Oh, oh, oh that's You sound like Bob Hoskins when he's doing his actual accent. He was like a dog. He also <laughs> played Mario in the that's seminal right. yeah. 90s movie, Super Mario oh, Brothers. So Friday good. night. I've never had yeah, two lead movie. actors been drunk. I only on Blu-ray. We weren't dogging on it. No. We were actually talking about it on Friday night, how we actually genuinely enjoyed that movie. So good. It's super fun. A little Koopa guy. Anyway. A little lizard head dude. Yeah. I love him. So what are you guys doing? Uh, uh, well, I was just berating Coiden 2, uh, which <laughs> I stand by and is still in the game. Uh, and then, um, well, turn- the Super Mario Brothers movie was a, an abomination of cinema. You're completely incorrect, and we'll deal with this later, <laughs> Coiden. <laughs> You're mad! Uh, <laughs> uh, Travis, um, what do we do? <laughs> Let's retake that! No! No! David, leave that in, please! <laughs> All right. Sorry, it's been a little while. No, that's fine. Um, okay. Um, okay. Here's what I'm going to do. Um, you take your TARDIS key and you insert it into your console and, uh, and Travis runs over to the tar- this TARDIS's front door and opens it and oh, attempts. The front, the front door doesn't exist anymore. That, it, that's all been pulled Zucked away. Out. Uh, and well, I there's, wanted... there's a gap where the yeah. vortex is, right? Yeah. I see. I wanted to insert my key into the door of okay. this TARDIS. So, uh, how many story points to put a door back there, just so I can have a keyhole? I mean, that's a pretty major uh, change. Let me uh, use my sonic screwdriver to make a keyhole. Nah, it's not gonna work. Anywho, uh, I think it makes sense that there would be some kind of keyhole on the TARDIS console itself. Um, but I, that's, I mean, that's still a pretty major story point expenditure. If you want to put a keyhole on the TARDIS console, I'm going to say that's five story points. You got it. Okay. Oh, no, 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 not, not the console, to the outside. Um. You want a key in the console and a key in the door. Yes. Okay. I'm trying to figure out the best way to do this, because we've already established that the TARDIS door has been fully pulled yeah. off, and that kind of, the, the, the console room is being... Okay. Hey. Yeah. Okay. Wait. All right. So... Travis is kind of running around and he gets the idea for, for Roman to put the key in the console and then something clicks in his mind that just wasn't there before and kind of without him realizing it, his hands are moving on the console and, uh, he is going to basically divert all power that is not currently using to keep everyone who's currently on the ship alive to, um, tap into the architecture room and have this TARDIS rebuild a door. And I will absolutely roll for that Please using do, the Tech yeah. Adept. Uh, let's, have that, let's have that be ingenuity and technology with your Tech Adept in play. Wait, isn't the TARDIS dead, though? Uh, oh, that's that's a very good point. If, not, to, not to, like, right, not right. No, yeah. action, but um, this is a dead TARDIS. Because uh, the only reason I was thinking that was because there were, like, a couple of the eggs still on the tree, and I was basically... But, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay, if we can redirect some power, then I think we can build a new door, but we're going to need to get that egg, so... All right. Well, hopefully we don't get time to do an omelette. Have I spent any of the story Cut. points? No, yeah. you're good. Okay. You're good. So we we going back to the Doctor and, and Greg Kinnear? Sure. Um, so Greg, Greg Kinnear is kind of... You are watching the Doctor staring at this 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 young boy with an 80s kind of... Uh, kind of mullet bowl cut haircut, this yellow top. I see it. Great. Too. You okay. see, you see the boy. Um, and uh, Doctor, you you are looking at Adric. Um, give me, uh, give me presence and what did I make you roll? It was presence and resolve, right? Yes. Yeah. 
Okay. That is going to be a 15. Okay, so um, you're you are kind of taken in by this image as well. Like, okay. it's 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 a bit like being in a dream and not realizing you're in a dream. Mm-hmm. Um, and Adric is just kind of looking up at you with like disappointment and mm-hmm. heartache and uh, betrayal. Like you betrayed yeah. you betrayed him. What do you do? Okay, so he he said, "Why did you abandon me?" Why did, I, yeah, why I, did you leave me? Why did you abandon me? You left me to die. Because I'm a fool. Yes. You're an old fool. Yeah. You deserve better. Everyone deserves better than you, Doctor. You're not wrong, but I'm, that's why I'm trying to be better. Adric begins to walk towards you, and as he does so, the skin begins to burn away on his face. Oh my god. Revealing, revealing uh, muscle and, and bone... And and he starts walking towards you, and as he's walking, he gets faster and faster, and he, he as he gets closer, he says, "You left me to die!" And he starts screaming and screeching at you, and he's walking, and he's he's getting closer and closer, and he's almost right on top of you. What do you do? Um, I hug him. You go to hug him, and you put your arms around him, and he kind of evaporates into a shroud of mist. Okay. And I'm like crying, and I'm like saying, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry," and I'm I hug, I go to hug him. Yeah, and that happens. Greg, what do you do in this moment? You just watch this happen. Hmm. I stand up, <laughs> take my hand off of the <laughs> the pistol, and just kind of put my hands out and say, I need that. I need what's in that pouch. I am trying to stop these darn time lords. I promise you, it's not anything bad. Please, please, I need that. What? Do you plan to do with it? Help Mary. I don't know what that means. You need to tell... Look, I can get you off the ship, but giving you Time Lord technology is very dangerous. You took away my technology when you blew up the ship. Just give me that back in return. This is part... I can't... You have no idea how powerful this is. You feel the... Tell you... the, oh. the you feel the floor shake under you again. Mm-hmm. You just feel it seriously buckle and bend. I, At least I can this. get you off the ship alive, but I can't let you take this. How about a compromise? Make that a vortex manipulator. Give it back to me. And I'll come with you anywhere you want. I can get you a vortex manipulator, but I can't just give you this egg. I know a friend who has one. I can track him down and get it for you. <laughs> What do you need it for? Who is Mary and why do you have to help her? I have a feeling we have to get the heck out of here. So tell you what. Let's table this for now. Let me come with you. And we will talk about this. Deal? I'm not taking this egg off of the ship. It needs to be destroyed with it. But I'll take you wherever you need to go. Can we at least talk about it when we're in the TARDIS? I'm not <laughs> taking this egg off the TARDIS. I will burn with the TARDIS. Do you understand me? I will burn with Roman's TARDIS before I let this piece of it go with us. And everything's still shaking? Everything's shaking. In fact, you feel the ground seriously buckle under your feet now. Mm-hmm. Like like, yeah. like the okay. bridge from Star Trek Generations. It just goes okay. shunk. And it's, it's, okay. about when, it's about when Travis and Roman would rejoin. Because they, they were yep. coming after can I, us. Can, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. can I say one more thing, though, yeah. before that happens? Uh... I've heard tales of you. I know of you. I am asking for your word. A new manipulator for me. And you will help me. Yes. Fine. 
And then I think I see Travis coming in. Yes. And like without even like knowing what he wants it for, I see Rab- and I just like throw the bag to them. And I catch it and I run back. All right, Travis, give me presence and resolve. Fifteen. Okay. You grab the bag. You turn around. You see a figure. This figure is very familiar to you because it's you. It is you with, I would say, shorter hair. Uh, this version of you has gray eyes. And there is a pallid gray kind of, uh, whirring of like wires under the skin on the, on the left side of his face. And you know who you are looking at. You are looking at the version of yourself that succumbs to the wire from that parallel universe. You are looking into the eyes of the version of you that saw what the wire was offering and what the wire was capable of and said yes. What do you do? He's definitely caught off guard for a second, but I think he says, there's an infinite number of worlds and you are one version of me that I will never become. The uh, the other Travis looks at you and says, you are destined to become me. If one thing traveling with the doctor has taught me is that the future is never certain. I like that a lot. I'm going to give you a story point for that. <laughs> All right. And I, yeah, and he uh, runs back to the control room with the egg and uh, for the sake of brevity, let's say Roman was just in the console room the whole time and didn't come with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I imagine Roman's probably not much of a run. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's Bruce leg only just healed. So you guys following? <laughs> I'll say that because we knew that room was like dangerous and things were yeah. happening. I tossed the bag to Travis so that I had free hands to grab Kinnear and pull him out of the room with me. Okay. Like I didn't just magically know he needed the egg for a thing. I just trust gotcha. Travis with it in a way that I don't trust Kinnear. That absolutely makes sense. Okay. But why? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Look at so, that. so you guys are now back in the console room and there's not much console room left. Right. A lot of the ground actually around and underneath the console. Uh, in the direction of where the door was has now pulled away and the console itself is holding onto the ground by the skin of its teeth um, almost being pulled like you can see the time rotor bending as the console is being pulled out into the vortex what do you do? Thankfully this is not the first time Travis has found himself in this very similar situation <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah. Uh, okay yeah Travis runs into the console room and he immediately motions to Roman that he needs assistance and he puts the egg onto the console and starts attaching wires to it and he motions to Roman uh, and, and says start diverting power and then uh, Travis runs around to the opposite side of the console and his hands are kind of moving faster than even his brain can keep up with it's almost he's like a man possessed yeah I, I think that I think that pretty much everyone in this room uh, is kind of surprised that not just what you're doing but how swiftly you're doing it and I'm including Travis oh absolutely Travis is like how do I know this and uh, he starts diverting power I'm not surprised at all actually I have faith in my companion okay (laughs) and I just randomly say that's a smart cat And then I start uh, walking over random buttons like a cat would. No. Uh, yeah, I start diverting. Uh, uh, he, he starts um, using the power from the egg to uh, use the architecture program to rebuild as much of the front door as possible and as much of the console room so that we can survive. And then uh, as the door does start to appear 
Uh, Roman, go ahead, insert your key, and then he runs over to the door and opens it and finds a keyhole and sticks his TARDIS key in there. Okay, so you, what you've done there is you've jumped over several, uh, you've, you've turned several pages at once, which I love. I love your enthusiasm, sure, sure, sure. but I absolutely need Roman and Travis to roll Ingenuity and Technology. Okay. I'm going to help them. Okay. Um, I don't know how helping works in this system, but I'm going to spend the story points for my two story points for my silent screwdriver, so I'm transmitting. Okay. Which is my like way of basically making a beacon for our TARDIS to help find us. And I toss you the thing. compass along with that, too. Okay. okay. Uh, guys, give me your roll. No, I, I, I'll say you don't do that because you're too distracted okay. by what you're doing. I don't want to like give you godlike okay. powers here. So okay. I just see you doing a thing, and I hold my screwdriver up, and I, I, I make a beacon. So. Okay. Whenever I does reach into my pocket. <laughs> Nothing. Uh, so 16 with my tech adept. 16 with the tech adept? 17. 17. Uh, that puts oh, you... Uh, sorry, uh, 18 with my tech so, adept. I think, okay. I think because mine was two story points with the Sonic, yeah, that's essentially exactly consider what me giving each one of them a story point, yeah, which that's... is why I didn't want to take your help, because I was Perfect. already helping you. That is exactly what I was thinking, because that puts... Um, that put, that nice. Travis's role and Roman's role put them at a yes but and a yes, respectively. This knocks it up to yes and yes and. And... Um, not only do you see the TARDIS materialize, you don't you don't see it materialize outside in the vortex. You see it materialize around you all. The the uh, just as the uh, just the right moment too. You feel the ground beneath you begin to buckle away, and there is a moment of panicked weightlessness as you kind of slip into the the time vortex, and it feels like you are genuinely moving in slow motion like time is not working in the way that you have ever understood it to because it doesn't the time time vortex is its own its own thing and but that moment of kind of falling weightlessness that seems to last simultaneously for a split second and an eternity doesn't actually last that either length of time because you immediately feel your feet kind of rest against the the recognizable ground of uh of of our Doctor's TARDIS console room mm-hmm. as the TARDIS materializes around you all, uh, saving you, all, all five of you, including Coiden. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, have fun with it. We're in my TARDIS now. I can't fire that anyway. work. <laughs> and you are in the Doctor's t- TARDIS, but the cloister bell is ringing. Something is... It's, it's, it's pretty bad, and mm-hmm. there's... You can see on the... the on the scanner that the uh, the uh, Roman's TARDIS is kind of being pulled apart at a rate much faster than you you had anticipated. Yeah. As if the t- flow of time that you were experiencing was slowed down compared to the reality of the situation, which is this thing is just uh, it's it's being Thanos dusted out of existence. Okay. I'm gonna walk up to my console and try to like steer it away. Okay. But the first thing I'm going to do before I do that is put my hand on the console and I'm just going to say I love you to my TARDIS because I've seen how like bad a relationship with the Doctor and with, with yeah. the Time Lord and TARDIS can be. And so I'm like just you know I love you. And then I'm going to like push it to its max to try to get us away from There's this. a chirrup of of, of uh, beeps mm-hmm. uh, that you could almost pass as an I love you too from yeah. your TARDIS. As Should I roll for anything for this to work? Or? No, just going to let it happen. Your TARDIS spins back into the vortex and away from Roman's TARDIS, which uh, just kind of flips out of existence and the, the dust the dust of uh, Roman's old diplomatic TARDIS kind of swirls and coalesces out into the vortex out through time and then disappears in time. Okay. I have a fun thing I want to do um, if you let me. 
uh, sure, Koiden, because we're not going to keep Koiden, right? Like, let's, let's, is there any point to that? This is so, what I've been saying. I think... <laughs> <laughs> Like I know, this, I'm almost more just like slowly, just like do a real quick. Uh, well, I have two things. First of all, uh, I'm gonna walk over to my TARDIS and like open a drawer, not in like a drawer that like a teacher would have, where they've like taken cell phones and stuff away from students. <laughs> and I just have a stack of vortex manipulators. <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and then uh, I want to cut to uh, a, a thing that we can do. I don't. I, is there something you wanted to wrap up the storyline first? Because I have a thing that I want to do, but I want to let you do your story first. No, oh, yeah. By all means, please. Okay. Please keep going. Um, so it's opening day at Disneyland, 1955, mm-hmm. and the Time Lords are covertly around trying to figure out what happened to Roman, and then suddenly, oh, I guess it wouldn't be 55, uh, yeah, suddenly, um, they, as they're going along on the Jungle Cruise, there is a section of the ride where this might not actually be accurate to the ride because I know they made changes to the ride yeah. in 1969 in 1960s but like um, there are there's an extra area of the ride where there are a stack of men trying to climb up a pole while a rhino is is poking at them mm-hmm. and at the very top of this pole is a tied up time lord named Croy <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's fantastic. I love it. Nice. And then whatever else you want to have happen now. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I just like... That was so no, ridiculous. I was, like, that's fantastic. I wanted to like... Where do I drop him off at simulating? And then I'm like, where's the thing that we've actually used in this story? Oh, <laughs> that is superb. I love it. And then uh, off in the distance in a very futuristic looking area of the park where a piece of space and time travel might not seem out of place to someone who doesn't know not to look for it. Uh, the doctor stands outside the TARDIS with with Roman, with with Travis, and with Kinnear. And that's when she hands you the manipulator. And she says, I promised you this, so here it is. When do you need my help? So I take the manipulator, I put it on, I say, I'll let you know. And I turn to Travis and I say, appreciate this. It's as good as it gets. And I hit a button and disappear. Oh, I love it. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> Gregory Kinnear, you old dog. Yeah. And now the Doctor and Travis find themselves standing in Disneyland on opening day 1955. Mm -hmm. Um, The Time Lords have long since left and it is now stacked full of people standing on uh, soft melting tarmac and rides that are half finished if they're open at all. Um, And truly terrifying mascots haunt every street. (laughs) Yes. Ooh. What do you guys do? I think we go ride Autotopia. <laughs> or no, we go ride uh, Snow White Scary Adventures. <laughs> no. Um, I think that... I think we go back into the TARDIS. And I, I look at... I don't know. I'm trying to think of what we do. But now. ice cream first. Um, uh, listen. Coyden's going to tell them what, we, what he found in that, in that TARDIS. So, your... Timelines are going to know you're still alive, and they're going to know that you're with me. Yep. Unfortunately, um, I guess the running phase isn't quite over. But on the plus side, we still have Travis. I mean, literally, him being a paradox is a shield from the Time Lords finding us. It's why I had you pick him and Millie up at the museum all that time ago. Oh, I didn't. Oh. I didn't know that. Oh! I... Well, then why did you let me keep my ship randomized all that time? We'll um, we'll get to that later. 
Um, <laughs> as you guys are considering uh, where to go next and what to do next, the phone in the phone box on the TARDIS begins to ring. Alright, this happens once in a while. Last time I got a very good friend of mine for a while, so this is good. And I pick up the phone and I go, Hello? Uh, hello? Is, is that the Doctor? Yeah, I mean, what, who do you think it was going to be? Well, I mean, I thought it might be one or the other two, but I don't know who's, who's up there anymore. Yeah, um, it's me. Who's hi. this? Um, I don't know if you remember me. Uh, we met a while back. My, my name's Spinark. Um... <laughs> Employee of the month. Employee of the month. Yes, yeah, me. Yeah. So I don't know if you knew this because I don't. We didn't really much time to talk, but I. I was, How did you get this number? Well, I mean, I will get to that. But I'm. I was. I was part of the refugee camp at uh, at a colony, Colony Forty Seven. Right. And, uh, we yes, were all, Yeah, we were all kind of still down here. Um. So I was just kind of. I just picked up the phone and hit zero. <laughs> but. Uh, we're gonna need you to get get down here pretty sharpish, because um, well, I mean I don't want to mince words. There's been a murder. 